It's your host, JoJo. And it's your co-host, Mark. And you're listening to the app, where the, the only way is through the app. Welcome to another episode of The Avenue. It's your host, JoJo. And it's your co-host, Mars. Yes, and we're back again. We took a little break. We took a little hiatus. I was dealing with some medical issues, but by the grace of God, my thyroid is back intact. Yes, he so is we, back. We're back. We're back in action, and we're here with a special guest, former elder of this church, future chaplain. Okay. Community organizer. All right. Veteran of the U.S. Armed Forces. Okay. And of course, the new author of the book, I am church. Let's please welcome Daniel Holder. I wish he had a middle name so I could plug that in too. I it, do, it would, but you, you just would, don't it, know. Yo, you gotta have a yeah, middle name, like What's you know, name? like it's classified. Oh, classified information. Yeah. <laughs> All right, that's cool. That's if, fine. I t- <laughs> if I tell you, I have to kill you, and I ain't trying to clean that. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm tired of this earth anyway, so. <laughs> but yes, we're so glad to have you on our show, on our yeah. podcast. What made you decide to even write that book? I'm just going to dive right into it. Right. And wait, I want to preface this with, I got a chance, well, we both got a chance to kind of read the book. I didn't finish yet, mm-hmm. but the title alone, I Am Church, that's like, I love the title. I just like dove in and I'm like, this is it. This is it. This is a great book. So, and yeah. it is on Amazon, but we'll give you guys the details a little give bit later. Give you the ISBN. Yes. <laughs> but Yes. Uh, tell us about why, why did, what compels you to write the book? Man, um, so my dad was a pastor for 35 years. and um, oh, PK? Yeah. So, okay, um, what, what's a PK for those who don't know what a PK is? A preacher's kid. Oh. So I was, I was at one always Beware. getting in trouble. My brother got arrested outside church, all that. Oh, that like, we, we, were, we were a little bit wild. But like, I left the oh. church like, like you, Joel, like. I left the church for a while. I was yep. really against it. And um, I came back and I got tired of talking about things and not doing anything about it. Mm-hmm. Right. So I wanted to be a catalyst in change in mm-hmm. in um, not just this church, but in the world. Mm-hmm. So I figured um, this book is a good way to do it, just to get people talking and discussing. Yeah. And um, who's this book written for? Because I... I know that like can I, is it for church goers? Is it for I mean who's who did you write the book for? Um, it's actually written for different people. It's mostly written for people who have um who have left church who might not feel comfortable in a church set church setting. Um, it's also written for people who are in a church setting but they have questions about how they could do church more effectively. Um, and it's also written for people like my brother who told me he'd never read my book. So I was like, oh man, wow. I have to make it interesting enough for him to pick up a book and read it. Did he wow. read it? No. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Not yet. He will. He still got time. He still got time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> but that's great though. But being a PK, right? I'm going to go back to the book. But being a PK, do you have the, a similar perspective on church as your father did? Your late father. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know. Um, I guess. Do you, did you did you know his perspective perspective on church? Yeah, because he did it for thirty five years. Yeah, that's but a long time part, to pastor a church. A part of that thirty five years, I I couldn't talk and I was a baby. <laughs> but I think I think that my perspective on church has definitely evolved from his, and it it, it has been impacted from his ministry. Mm. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know if we have similar perspectives, but I know that we face similar issues. Mm. 
similar issues within the church setting? Within the church. Or just in general in the Christian life? Um, sim- well, so he was a pastor and his, a lot of the issues that he faced were issues in ministry. Okay. okay. And so I'm just, I'm with this book, I'm essentially tackling ministry issues, but from a different perspective. perspective. Yeah. So it's, it's got pastoral intent, but it's got, it's, um, it's aimed at p- people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what specifically in ministry though, um, I would ask you are really trying to like tackle because the book is very broad and it's yeah, a great it's a it great is. book by the way. Mm-hmm. It's very broad and and it tackles a lot of issues yeah. and it, it tackles a lot of avenues, no pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe <laughs> on iTunes. So yes, follow us on SoundCloud. But yes, since since <laughs> it tackles a lot of avenues of, of ministry. Right. Uh-huh. Right? So what do you believe? What do you believe? Sorry guys, my phone's going off. <laughs> what do you believe um is the more effective approach to ministry um i believe the most effective approach of ministry is a is a avenue of ministry that's done like we mm. talk about ministry a lot um and um i believe that in a church setting like if there's a church of 100 people okay. that church has 100 ministers in it mm-hmm. so church should have 100 different approaches because everyone has different skills everyone has different you know different areas of influence right so i believe that every area of influence should be utilized um currently in the church setting um ministry is kind of done from the platform while people spectate right so, it's more of a watchers but not doers yeah and we talk and sometimes we talk a lot about things that we want to do we might do and then we have board meetings right. about how we can do it perfectly and we have a business meeting about how we might do it and then we argue about it for a while it takes a lot of time for things to get done. Whereas if you decide to do something right now, you could do it immediately. Hmm. Okay, but do, do you think that's a... All right, it's, I guess it's this twofold. Do you think that's a microcosm of a larger issue um, in terms of like the church not doing enough? Or do you think the church is doing enough? Um, in terms of like active ministry? I think the church... I think there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. Right. Okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. That was oh. a PC answer. <laughs> Thank you. PC oh, answer for the PK. <laughs> this guy has had a lot of media training. I can see. Can I just say way. that you know we we sometimes talk before the podcast and it it got hot and I'm already sweating right now. It got hot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but I actually before we go a little bit deeper into the book, I, I I saw a lot of themes in the book and I and I I want our listeners to just get I guess your perspective on a few words, a few themes that pop up, like your definition of um, church, community, mm-hmm. service, yep. passion, talent, and ministry. Because I feel like if we get of like, it, it kind of like informs the reader, like what where you're coming from that. Church, community, passion, talent. Service, talent, church, and ministry. Church, community, passion, <laughs> What is your all definition? Right, cool. Are they separate? <laughs> Are they all together? You know what? I think that <laughs> those five words, church, community, talent, Church, community, service, passion, talent, and ministry. I think those words, I think those five words that they should all be church. Church should um, come out of your come out of your passions. Mm-hmm. Yep. Should build community mm-hmm. to do service to others. Yep, and utilizing your talent. Utilizing okay. your talent. Okay. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> in the book, you you talk about um, converting your passion into praise. Um, Let's let, let's talk a little about a little bit about that. So you, there's a lot of passions that people have, mm-hmm. um, a lot of talents. Mm-hmm. 
do you think there are any limitations to that? Because people can be good at anything. Sometimes it could come in contrary to the word of God. Yeah. So how do you kind of like segue that into like the realm of ministry? So, or do you believe that? Uh, do you believe that there's any limitations? You know what? I believe that there may be limitations, but I'm also not God, so I don't have to make that decision. Right. Okay. It's, no, but is, is there like I would say? Do we? How can I put this? I mean, any boundaries or so, any like, <laughs> lines? I, I feel say. like you're implying gospel strippers. Like, uh, so no. I, 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 <laughs> I did not say that. I, my I didn't bad. Say it. Yeah, but like, so there are there are some things that are questionable. I don't know if we're gonna have to delete that out. But like, there's there's some things that you know might be questionable. Oh, but you know what? I think that um, if a gospel stripper. <laughs> Could reach. These views do not mirror <laughs> the views of Cambridge. Uh, Cambridge. Cambridge. <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Okay. <laughs> so I think that, you know, that concept, you know, you and I might not agree with it. But if one person could be could be impacted by their ministry, wait, oh! wait, okay, wait, 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 no, no, okay, maybe maybe you got some is too far. Uh! But, but, but no, I mean, like you know, people may have. People have um, talents. Okay. And I think that, um, you know, if if I say, nah, bro, you can't do that. That's that's too far. Mm. Well, I'm glad you brought something as... <laughs> clearly, be, be a okay, let's just go on another but, side. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm glad you brought something as controversial as that. You know, you use an exaggerated expression to mm-hmm. kind of pinpoint, you know, a, a, a general point. So... There are obviously egregious things that can be done in ministry. Yeah. And, you know, people, you know, especially with Christians, you know, you, you give them an inch, they'll take the whole ruler. Yeah. So how do we kind of put structure in ministry without coming off as super dogmatic, super authoritative? I don't and, even like and, that word structure because I feel like that in itself is putting... I think that, I mean, life has structure. Yeah, but I feel like even with this example, um, obviously, if it's... Uh, you know, it's not in alignment with God's word or his yeah. character, yeah, then that's obviously, you, you can't just be like, in the name of Jesus, I twerk. Like, no. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like obviously, that's like, that is like not a thing. But I also think that sometimes, you know, especially depending on what denomination you are under, there may be some denominations may be more, uh, uh, more conservative. Okay. So then when you're stepping outside of that realm, then they're like, oh, no, that's not right. But where does it say that it's wrong? And if, um, it, if it comes contrary to the word of God. Right. So that's what I also went, um, I wanted to highlight with this book is that um, if you are church, you're not controlled by a specific denomination. And this book is kind of aimed a lot at people who have been like kind of offended and hurt by right. church. So they might not be under under the structure of a of a, a denomination. And oftentimes, I think that if someone someone, I think it starts by doing like whenever you do something. When we start this 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 um recording, we had to retake fifteen thousand times <laughs> yep. because someone kept on getting it wrong. But you know, we started by doing, and a lot of things are, are fine-tuned when you do them. Like, when you do, you've done a lot of things, 
that that are wrong, but you've learned because you you did you did you did. That's yeah, true. that's true. That that's is true. true. That is true. All right, so I mean, it, it gives us some context. Um, and the reason why well, you can go because I was gonna say because but I think that with sometimes doing, especially if you're under a structure, what I find is that say if you're called to every I don't know Tuesday stand at a particular place and give out I don't know candy lollipops because that makes people smile and that's mm-hmm. what you're called to do um that's just an extreme example i find that when you're sometimes operating on what god has called you to do sometimes you're isolated so how do you still keep that community you know what i'm saying sometimes like say if you're called to do something specific that's a little bit outside of the normal structure for example um if you want to help somebody out on saturday and mostly like that's not something that people really do. Right. Like, how do you keep that community without feeling like ostracized for something that maybe God is calling you to do? Um, I believe that just by connecting with other people who, you know, what what you're called to do might not be the same thing as what you're called to do. Okay. But you can you both have that um that that um you know central point that you're both doing what you believe you're called to do, and I believe there's community in that. Even if you know your calls might be different you know, you're both being obedient and you're both, you know, having the same feelings. You might feel ostracized, you might feel alone, but, you know, you're alone in one way, you're alone in another way, but you're both having the same feelings. And I think that there's community in in that. Hmm. All right. So in, in terms of, like, structure, but going back to structure, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, are you... Do you see anything, I guess, problematic with the structure of the church? Like in general, like, do you do you see, is it too uniformed? So I think you're trying to look, set me up to be this, this fellowship. <laughs> it's cool though. It's cool. No, because you mentioned something in your book. I guess the question comes from like, do you, do you see the church as inhibiting, like inhibiting, uh, does the ch- current church model inhibit uh, I don't even know what I'm Creativity. trying to say. Well, well, well. More so, more yeah. so, more so to like, I guess in a sense, I don't want to use this. Does it paint an accurate picture well, not of like, Christ? Not, not just that. I'm like, all trying to read I guess, his, I guess, his like, questions. I'm terrible. You know, <laughs> like Christians, like, you know, in, in the realm of ministry, we, we see it necessary to have, you know, that flexibility right. to kind of reach out to the community. And I'm more so honing in on um, a statement that you made on on page three, paragraph two, I believe. It it, it reads, currently, church primarily focuses on the service on one day in one location. I want to encourage Christians to think about how to serve God every day, not just one day out of the week. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, Christians, they, they, you know, primarily go to church, you know, serve in the church, you know, once a week, right? Mm -hmm. And you, you have like this, like, you know, relatively, like, uni- uniform structure. Right. Now, after a while, you know, that could, it could kind of seem like, you know, you're kind of going run-of-the-mill and, uh, you know, your typical, like, you know... Yeah. Routine. Your routines yeah. and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. So, do you see that there needs to be a change, perhaps? Or, mm-hmm. or um, could it kind of be the best of both worlds? Like, you know, you have, you know the traditional church but then you also um kind of i guess go deeper in the ministry like going out in the community um definitely you 
Do you want to? I, be, I believe. So I think that um, you know, when you come to church, everyone's your friend. You know, everyone's like, "Hey, good to see you, good to see you." But they don't, they haven't seen you for the whole week. They don't know. Like they don't know what's <laughs> been going on for the whole week. And you like gotta a, ask. I mean, uh, they they might. And I'm not gonna tell someone what's going on in my mouth. If you went there, you you yeah yeah. Okay, so get. there's two problems. There's there's two problems. There's two problems. Spicy, y'all. There's two problems. No 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 no. no, no, no. There's two there's two problems in the church. There's two problems. Cause you ask the person, like, there's some people that are that are really intentional about wanting to know how your week really went, right? Mm-hmm. And then there are those who will not give an honest answer. They give a very typical answer. But why don't you give an honest answer? Because but that's what I'm saying. There's there's issues coming on both ends. You wasn't with me shooting in the gym. That's why. <laughs> like if you're not with me during the week, no, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. Right. I agree with what Daniel said. Yeah, because you know, because because personally, you know, I try to be very intentional about like. Right. And some people, they want to. Here, here's a problem. All right. I'm, I'm gonna get and my it trips people I'm up. I'm gonna get in my bag for a second. Here's, here's, yo, here's He's a problem. Opening the bag. Here, no, here's a problem. Here's a problem. People in the church, right? They are too focused on looking like they're church. They want to look polished. They want to, you know, act the part. And you know, they're gonna ask the typical questions like, "Oh, how was your week?" And this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. And after that, you don't hear from them. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the main issue. So right. of course no one's gonna like you know like really open up to you. How are they supposed to trust you if you haven't built that relationship with them? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm like answering your question. No, like, it's I mean, true. And then, you know it's funny. There was a period. I, I ain't gonna put my. I'm put it out there. Whatever. There was a period where you know things were happening. I wasn't going to church, but I felt like I was in church every day. But just by the mere like um, proximity proximity to my community, mm-hmm. people checking in on me, people mm-hmm. just, you know, talking about God, mm-hmm. diving yes. into the word, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, summertime, you know, you travel and stuff. But I felt like I was in church every day, communing mm-hmm. and, and ministering and, um, you know, just doing God's, God's will. So I think that it is really hard when you come in, uh, on your preferred day of church, you know, we're keeping this broad. <laughs> right? No, preferred as in like when you meet when you when you see people, not like that, but oh, okay. when you when you when you encounter people and um you know you're, you're you don't feel like you have a sense of community with them. Yeah. So then it's just like, yeah, I'm not gonna tell you. Like even if you come in on a Wednesday, like a prayer like a prayer night, it's just very it's like rhetoric. Like yeah. you're just replying like you just like uh responding with Church rhetoric. And when I come to church, like, I ain't trying to talk about my, my week. That's over. Like, I, I survived. I'm here. Like, yeah. You know. But why don't you want to talk about your week, though? Because I don't want to talk about it. That's I mean, you shouldn't do anything. You shouldn't be forced to do anything. Um, But don't you see that as a way to build a, a, a deeper relationship with a church member? No. Because otherwise. I mean, it could be. It could be. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> it be. it's going to be like service level. Yeah. And then we're going to be doing another podcast adjusting another issue. Right. <laughs> so, just, this is, and this is what I'm talking about. Like, Christians, it's a carousel. They go round and round and round. And we know the answers. And we know how to address uh, some of these issues. But no one wants to step up to the plate. But yeah, when you step out, you look as as radical. Oh, they're radical ideas. So here's here's how I think we, here's how I think we can improve. Um, I don't think that people's skills and talents um, and passions are uh, they're valued as much in the church. Um, I think that um, 
people should be deployed and empowered to be Christians seven seven days a week. So I agree. So 100%. they should they should be like they should be employed to empowered to go to work and and um service be of service to the people there. Or if they don't go to work, just do something to be to show Christianity. Right. So um Christianity should not be on one one day of a week. It should I agree. I so, agree fully. Yeah. So that's what I mean and, like and that community shouldn't be built on that one day a week. But I, but right. that's what I, wait, that's what I'm saying. There's the best of both worlds. Now you have like the church, mm-hmm. and church is very necessary. Mm-hmm. Church is necessary. Like we we uh, were speaking about earlier before the podcast started, we kind of touched base on the uh, the relevance of church because mm-hmm. I, I I feel like you know in this day and age. You know, people are like, you know, why go to church? I could kind of stream it online. But mm-hmm. but church, you have a community. And what makes this unique is that you have people from different walks of life. And so they're not always going to get along with you. You're not always going to get along with them. But that's going to groom you. It's going to mold you into a better Christian in the eyes of God. Because now with these challenges that you have, especially when you embark in ministry within the church, it's going to force you to stay in your prayer closet. But what is church? That's what I was trying to say. I am church. Church. <laughs> church, church is the church like, is the individuals. Right. So 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 when you say that, so when so when I am like away, just using an example, when I'm away, it's like right. I haven't seen you at church, but you can take I've church been, with you. I've been engaging in church you take this church whole with you. month. Okay, so like what are you talking yeah. about? So, Marsha, well, when when you're away, right? You have people checking on you. Billy is with us. Um, one of our church members. He's visiting from um, the Amazon. The Amazon. <laughs> he's, he's on a mission trip. He's, he's a warrior. But he's 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 out. He's he's out overseas and you know wherever all the time. But he's gone. But I'm always I'm always checking up on him. So it's like he's not even gone. You know we we before my sermon we're we're praying on the phone, like uh, we're we're checking up on each other. You know so mm-hmm. it's like. He he brings Cambus Church with him wherever he goes. But understand this, he's still connected with the church. He's still invested within the church. And understand this, church is also, as we all know, a hospital. You need church for rehabilitation from the world outside. And so we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, we are, no, listen, hear me out. I wish you guys could see hear me your faces. Out. Hear me out, 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 hear me out though, hear me out though. We ought to be in the world, not of the world. Uh, I got, I, I got, so, I got, so did you know that one of the leading causes of faces. death is doctor malpractice? People dying in hospitals, just thrown out there. You said it's the leading cause of death. No, not the lead. One of one of the. One I, of, I, I need to see I'm this. Gonna fact check that. <laughs> one, one of the high, highest <laughs> causes of death is um one of the highest one of the high causes of death is people dying in hospitals. You know, from doctors doing the wrong things. So and what are you implying? I'm implying that, that the you, same thing happens in church. church. <laughs> I'm implying, can't have, you can't have casualties within um a, a, a metaphorical hospital setting. So when so when um someone comes to church and um that community is destroyed for them, sometimes they feel like their relationship with God has been destroyed yeah. with their relationship with that community. But that could also happen on on the outside. It could. Anything could happen. But when it happens in church... You have to understand. Okay. It's more, people are more sensitive when it happens... People are more oh, sensitive yeah, when it happens in church. See, this is the thing, right? Yeah. And this is why servants are so important. 
and um, in Bible studies and, um, you know, uh, uh, different forms of spiritual enrichment. Because when you kind of educate the church, right, and tell them that, look, these things, and, and Paul talks about this in various letters uh, to the church, these things are susceptible to happen within a right. church setting, right? We, we don't live in a perfect world. And yes, church is deemed as a safe haven. It should be. But the reality is there's also a red target on the church. Yeah. Like the enemy is, he, he's not chilling. He's attacking the church. You get it? You get it? Red, hot, <laughs> chilling. <laughs> <laughs> he ain't chilling. One of the first things that um, uh, Satan attacked was the family. Mm-hmm. He tried to separate um, the family um, by sin, right? And, you know, the, the family structure was actually broken when Adam and Eve were no longer in direct communion with God. And so he's doing the same thing to the church families. He's trying to divide and conquer. So once he's able to destabilize the church, he can infiltrate anything. You get what I'm saying? So the church holds great relevance in that where else... There's been moments, and you know many, could, many can testify, that people are going through a certain thing. And it's not everyone that's going to kind of like, you know, ignore or... Um, you know, we critique certain areas regarding the church. There are many people who have stepped up to the plate in the church setting. Um, church mothers, um, a lot of the older folks within the church setting, that they stepped up to the plate and they um, uh, prayed with the individual going through um, a, a particular thing, mm-hmm. um, sought out resources, helped them, um, you know, uh, checked up on them and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. You know, if, if, if it was a, a situation where uh, their child had legal issues, mm-hmm. it went to court with them, uh, spoke to um, attorneys and et cetera, et cetera. That's, that to me, that's real church. Because when you have a church family, then you have a structure that they're going to be with you through thick and thin. And not only when it's relevant, not only when um, it, it's in vogue or it makes them look good. Right. So when, when these things are taught, like, look, church is not perfect. You're going to encounter these things. You're going to encounter these people. When people are aware of that, then they won't go into shock when certain things happen to them. You understand what I'm saying? Do you understand, Dana? I understand. Yeah, but you, 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 you gotta, I understand that you're saying. Bewildered. <laughs> like, do you think it's a gathering? I guess my question to Daniel is, like, do you think it's a it's a gathering place? Is it a gathering place? Um, is it? A, I mean, it can be. I think like a physical building could be uh, a place where it's most accessible. But like, is it necessary? I I think I think it's de- if it's necessary. I think it's definitely necessary. You better say that's the future. But I don't think I don't think it. It's always for everyone. I think for people who have I beg who, to differ. who have said I'm like sorry, I, 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 I can't I can't go to church. If someone's, I don't think that communicate communion with God is exclusive to the church building. Um, well, I mean, it's not exclusive to like. I think it's the most accessible. It's the most accessible, but it's it's also like. I get it. You know, it 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 seems very um, instituted, and you know, it it kind of gives the apprehension to people like, okay, man, this is like, especially when they look at the structure, it's like, man, this is like. Seriously, mm-hmm. like you know, going to a church and you know, you know everything is like structured this way, and you know we don't have to be confined to like 
this particular like building or structure or you know whatever the case may be i mm-hmm. I, I totally get that and you can mm-hmm. be successful i was listening to something that's just like when you want to when you want to institutionalize or brainwash something that structure of like sitting down and mm-hmm. listening mm-hmm. like it's I'm not. I'm not a conspiracy theorist, mm. so like, <laughs> I won't go. I won't go too far with that. But even those who are just like very leery of like, especially in these times where people are very like skeptical of a lot of things. So just having that hyper, that like, oh, I'm gonna be sitting here for blah blah blah. Like you know, there's like this whole thing of being awoken and like all this stuff. So even thinking about that, like church could be a very scary place. Like why is it like this? Wait, why is somebody? Why are we standing up right now? Yeah. Why are we sitting down right now? Never, <laughs> why are we sitting? You know, it's like this is weird. I never, I never looked at it through that perspective. Right. If, if you're not church, if you're not churched, it it does seem very foreign. Right. And it's like, yeah, what are they doing? It's like, you know. And nobody explains it to you. No one explains it to you. It's that, just that is blind. True. Church can be a very foreign experience and it can, especially in these days where people are more skeptical of the government and I'm not, again, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but to to be in a setting like that, that can be really intimidating, really scary. And so, um, so it's yeah, just like, uh... That's true. That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Um, kind of this, this church atmosphere, because we've all grown up in it, we don't see it as strange. Right. Um, I've, I've, I, when, when I was at, at church, I, I'd always stand at the front of the church. I wear t shirt, whatever, and I'd see people come in wearing t shirt and jeans or something, and they'd be like, ah, oh, nah, I ain't going in there because everyone's wearing suits, which is normal to some people in church, but some people just aren't trying to do that. Okay, so what about church attire? What is your perspective on that? Oh, God. Uh, I believe believe you should wear pants to church, you know, maybe a shirt. Okay, so like, you you just mentioned, you just mentioned, you just mentioned um, casual attire. Or, you know, the person coming into the church and everyone's wearing like formal attire, right? So, should it be something that's like, you know, come as you are? Oh, I'm not, I'm I'm not saying what things should be. Like, no, no, this is a very um, simple question. Like, I, I really want to, because people have different perspectives on that. Like, I was raised, of course, you know, dressing up for church. Um, um, me too. I'm, I'm not, you know, limited to that. But what do you think should be the approach? Like, you know, especially people come from the outside that, you know, may not own suits or whatever. I, I think they should come, you know, obviously they could come, you know, wearing, you know, th- their regular clothing. But generally speaking, the church should it be a mixed bag or should it be like, I just think what should be the status quo is what I just think people should come. I think people being there is the biggest, is the biggest thing. Yes, I agree. Um, I I just think people should come and I mean, and you know, you know, my stance, if, if people don't want to come, I believe that, I believe that the, um, sphere of influence of church is enhanced if everyone has their own ministry. So if, church is a place of one minister yeah. and a hundred people the hundred people in the church watching this one minister that's going to have a tiny sphere of influence whereas if this church is a hundred people ministering to their sphere of influence and then um coming together as a community and and you know being ministered to by this one individual that sphere of influence is going to be huge yeah and that's what um that's what i'm suggesting um, an enlargement of the sphere of influence of the church and an enlargement of the connection that the church that the church has and by by employing the individual as being church 
Yeah, yeah, that, I, I, I totally agree. Um, moving on to another question I had. Um, on page 13, I believe it's paragraph 2, um, pretty much what you're saying was Jesus sought to please his father and did everything for the glory of God. And mm-hmm. I think for me, that's where I draw the conclusion um, through like the whole kind of uh, general uh, speech of the book. Mm-hmm. And I was basically more so getting at, um, well, that's, that's, the, that's the conclusion that I drew mm-hmm. in that, yeah, everything you do in life should be done to the glory of God. Right. So I think that should be the, like the main reference point. Like, does this glorify God what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Right. And if we, if we constantly go back to that, then we won't be led astray no matter what we do, even, you know, in, in the grounds of ministry. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, I think when you were talking about being ministers, not only, you know, just absorbing and having that one minister at the top, mm-hmm. um, but being ministers every day, I think also our idea of ministry um, sometimes is narrow. Yeah. And I was reading, I don't know what I was reading, but I was reading the Bible. And <laughs> <laughs> it was talking about the ministry of giving. And I, and mm-hmm. I sat and I was doing a devotion and I sat and thought deeply about giving and how it's not only financial, but then also giving time, giving mm-hmm. love, giving respect, giving honor. Mm-hmm. And um, I was telling Joel this story where um, God literally convicted me because I was like, oh my gosh. So this person will name lame this, but basically where I live, there's like this community alcoholic. So he's been mm-hmm. an alcoholic probably since I was like, I don't know, a long time ago. I don't want to age myself. <laughs> so... Um, I, I see him quite often and somewhere along the lines, I just pretty much just stop saying hi to him. I yeah. pretty much do not mm-hmm. say hi to him. When I come home, when I see him, I stay in my car <laughs> because he's a lot. He's not just like, uh, I mean, I don't want to stereotype um, people with addictions. If you do need help, please get help. There you is know. help out there and maybe we'll put a little link and, and whatever, but, um, it's not it's not that he's very functional but he can be a, a lot right so for me I, I i try to you know what i'm not and after listening after reading about giving and just thinking about the ministry of giving how mm-hmm. it can how literally giving can it's it's got you exercising god's grace mm-hmm. like you're operating under that and it's and you're exercising god's grace um to someone you know on earth so i see him and I felt it. I was like, I saw him when after that, and I and I saw it, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna say hi, <laughs> and I'm still. Please pray for me, you guys, because I'm still working on it. Like, I'll see him and I'll say hi, but it's kind of like the hi and then walk away. <laughs> like, I don't really, really, and it's something that I'm working. It's something that that's ugly, but it's that's a ministry because yeah. we don't know who said hi to him. Everybody kind of assumes that this is the way he is and yeah. kind of ignores him. And then it also, for me, it's just like, how dare I? You know, how dare how, I? Yeah. <laughs> like, how who do you, you think are? you are? Yeah. You know? And, I mean, that's a, you know, a little funny example. But just thinking about ministry on those basic levels, mm-hmm. giving, serving, caring yeah. for others, yeah. um, giving your time and stuff like that, and really allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and move you, whether it be from, like, a hello. And I know we've heard it in these, like, Sometimes just saying hello matters, but really, like uh-huh. in that moment, it was yeah. just like you're operating from a place where this person you don't think deserves a hello. Yeah, mm. you know. So, um, 
So even in that sense, and that's something that you can do just on a day, uh, a daily, because that's that's not at church, but it, I am the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, we're about to wrap up in a bit. Just got like two more questions for you. Um, where do we go from here? Like, like, like going. Matter of fact, you know, I'm gonna say that for the last question actually. Um, before I get to that. You make a bold statement in your book. Uh-oh. <laughs> and you say, we can change the church. What do you mean by that? I mean, you can change yourself. Because you are church. So a change in church begins, begins with a change in you. A change in your perspective. Um, <laughs> you know, I believe, I believe wow. that... That's true. It begins with the individual. The individual. Wow. When your perspective is changed and you can impact um you can impact whoever you impact, right. people will be able to will start to, be, to see that. Be like, man, Joe's impacting someone. I'm gonna try that myself. Wow. You know, when the two of your change begins to be seen, yeah, the church organization will think about a ch- think about change because of the change that they've seen happen in you. Right, right, right. Wow. That's deep. That's that deep. is true. That is true. But segue into the last question, um, like I mentioned, what do we do right now going forward? Like, what's the plan of action? Or what do you what do you believe is a plan of action? It doesn't have to be right or wrong. It's like I'm what I believe your own perspective. I believe that everyone has different plans of action because they we're individual churches. My plan of action What's, what's gonna be most effective for the church? I believe I'll push you I'll push you in the corner right now. So I think that every church is is different. Every community has different has different needs. Um, the okay. dream that I see is um, I be- I I am investigating the dream of um, evangelism by entrepreneurship. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. I, like I that. think that um, the model of evangelism by entrepreneurship really reflects what I'm talking about in this book. You know, empowering the church and the community to be entrepreneurs and glorifying God in their pursuits. Um, and in doing this, it will build up people build up communities and if the church is empowering this growth it will yep. it will also simultaneously build up the church yep. Yep. that's that's um that's the model that i'm investigating you know it it may work it may it may not so but that what is, is that what like you know the, the overall theme overall theme in the book is basically like you know again converting your passion into praise like what's the overall message that you want people to get out of this book the overall message of the book is action. Like you put it to action. You, d- just do it. Just do it. Yeah, you're gonna like you're gonna do things. You're gonna do things wrong. About, I wouldn't encourage gospel stripping, <laughs> but you, you're gonna you're gonna do things wrong. But just do it, and you're gonna when you do it, you're gonna learn. Yeah, that's the, dope. The, the, the yeah. So action is the number one theme. Daniel Holder, thank you, future chaplain. Thank you for coming on our show. How can people purchase your book? Um, and thanks for inviting me. You can purchase course, my course. book by going Welcome to um, <laughs> com. Okay. Um, I'm on Instagram. You can find me at Holder Ministry. Um, I'm on Facebook. My name is Daniel Holder. Um, you you can get my book from my website or you can just send me a message on one of those platforms. I'll send you an invoice by email. Amazon? I'll, I'll, uh, Amazon. You can get on Amazon. Amazon. Um, 
if you want to discuss the book, send me a message. I'll come. I'll come to your church or whatever, and we'll discuss it. I want. Oh, this book is made for discussions. And you have an um, upcoming um, book tour in the UK. Yeah, I'll be going to UK next month. Um, right. Then I'll I'll be I plan to go to Atlanta the month after that. Okay. So um, I'm I'm planning to keep it moving. To... Any any um anything that we could look forward to in um holding ministries that you have in the works or anything um kind of. Yeah, but it's classified. classified. Okay, okay, okay. Everything's it's classified. like the middle Well, Daniel, thank you for coming on our show. Thanks for inviting yeah. me. Once again, it's the Avenue, it's your host JoJo. And it's your co-host Mars. And we'll see y'all next time. Later. Peace. Bless you.